Alright guys, happy good Friday and I mean, is it is it like March of 2020? Because it feels like a lot of films are being delayed. Yes, I mean, <laughs> it, it, well, especially Sony. Yeah. It's like every week they, oh yeah, we're delaying all of these again. Yeah. Like, it's, it's we know for sure every week we're going to have a Sony story and it's going to be a delayed I film. <laughs> it's ridiculous, uh, yeah. man. I mean, the reasoning is kind of understandable and we'll talk about it more in the show, but like I said, I mean, it's just like a complete time warp, man. I mean, we just completely went back in the past, delay, delay, delay. I mean, we got like a good handful in there, but we'll talk about it. We'll get a little crazy, but now let's get this thing started. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Holy moly, we're on episode 156 this week. Yes. Rocking and rolling, feeling good, feeling good. Got our complete sets out of Funkos, if you're watching the YouTube video, feeling That's right. good. That's right. Feeling oh, good. Man. Feeling good. The uh, boys. Yes. The boys. They do look really cool. They do uh, look really cool. I will cool. say. I, mean, I will say. Oh, did you see the new Justice League ones? That yeah, they're yes. Coming? Dark The black side. and white yeah. Superman yeah. is like what I'm like most pumped about. Dark side, Desaad, like a bunch. Of, and you know that's just the first wave. I mean, you know they're going to have a ton of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're still coming out with like WandaVision ones. I so know. it's fucking crazy. It's, it's freaking crazy. But man, you guys know your host with the most, myself, JLo Fantastic, and the one and only Mouse. What's up? Guys, we got a whole bunch of industry news for you. Like we talked about a little bit in the teaser, we got a whole bunch of delays, but it's not, it's not all bad. It makes sense in this grand scheme of things. I mean, the... The distributors and the studios, they want to just have the best possible releases. I mean, especially with Godzilla versus Kong, like, basically overperforming in China. And now we'll see what they do this weekend. But yeah. super excited about yeah. everything that's going down because things are slowly but surely getting back to normal. They are. Hey, I'd rather have a delay than just all out. You're not happening. Yeah. Because Warner Brothers had a couple of those. Yeah, right. So we'll, we'll tell you. And it's not good for DC. No. So uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll tell you. But um, yeah. Let's uh, – where, where are you? Blah, blah, blah. We are going to plug our shit first before we <laughs> jump into anything. Of course, be sure to head over to our website, www.crazyantmedia.com, where you can start rocking the latest and greatest Crazy Ant Media gear. We got shirts. We got hats. We got tumblers. We got phone cases. Got so much good shit. The next thing we have to get is like pillowcases and bed sets and like <laughs> – I mean so you can sleep with ants, the good kind. The good kind. That sounds weird. Never yeah, mind. Yeah, we're yeah, going to no, retract no, that no, statement. Uh, we're going to retract. It. We're gonna retract it, but of course you Would guys they be know. Bed bugs? Uh, yeah, it'd be, bed it'd bugs. be the good kind. It would be. <laughs> you guys know you can donate to our Patreon page as well. Start <laughs> showing some love to the guys you love, and of course, be sure to head over to Podcast Magazine and vote for us for the Hot 50 or Hot 100 podcast because it's been a while, man. It's been a while. I want to get back on that list, but feeling good. We're feeling good in Disney. Disney is doing some things. Yes. Uh, the producers of this year's Oscars telecast are weighing in on how they're going to plan and rotate the nominees and presenters in and out of the area where the awards are going to be handed out. Do I mean, you know, because of all the COVID stuff, everybody's got to stay safe. Uh, Jesse Collins, Stacey Scher, and Steven Soderbergh are moving forwards with plans to have the be at the in-person telecast after the Golden Globes and other awards were derid basically with the largely amount of like zoom calls and zoom acceptances and 
Zoom Awards, basically. That's what yeah. it was. So they're trying to figure everything out. They're trying to do it as safe as possible, and especially with nominees from foreign countries. It only makes sense that they still do, like, the Zoom calls and all that stuff because, I mean, with them flying over here, one, they could be taking a break from a production that they are currently in, and also they would have to quarantine for two weeks when they got over here before the awards. So yeah, it yeah. would just be a whole big hassle. Yeah. I don't blame them for this. No, and, and so and th- kudos to the producers because they heard that, they think that's legit. They understand the the problem with that, so they are going to open up other venues yes. over in London and different other. We'll find out the other venues outside of London, but they're like, okay, all right, we want you really in person, so we don't want to do this. So we're going to open up other venues in other countries so that you can still show up in person. So I good for them because yeah. I mean those complaints made sense. Like, you wouldn't want to do that shit anyway. Nobody's going to want to leave and come two weeks before they exactly. have to be there just because they have to quarantine and They're all rolling that with the punches, and you can only do the best you can in crazy times like these. Now, it is has not yet been decided whether or not attendees will be asked to wear masks while they're seated or not. Yeah. Uh, at least social distance. I think that's a given. Yeah. But, I mean, we'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens. This is an ongoing fluid situation, and, of course, we know we'll stay on top of it. Yes. Yes. And what's next? on the agenda dancing with the stars oh it's still around it's I, still doing kind I, of well with I, tyra yeah i i i i it's i don't understand this one though like like just let it die yeah let it die i mean it's 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 been around is for it really 30 seasons dancing with the stars anymore because i mean no disrespect to anybody that's been on there but come on when your own yeah. producers say hey let's get bigger people right it should tell you something. Well, I mean, three years ago when Sean Spicer freaking was on, I was like, he's not a star. I, exactly. He's not I a mean, star. They, they, they were really like digging. But anyway, ABC is apparently okay because they've renewed it, like Logan said, for the 30th season, um, which is a milestone. I mean, 30 seasons. Tyra Banks and Len Goodman, Derek Hoff, Carrie Ann Abra, and Tony, Bruno Tonioli, mm. uh, they're all coming back. Um, so there you go. No premiere date yet, but there it is. There and it is. celebrity contestants and pro dancers will also be revealed at a later date. Again, celebrity dancers. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll yeah, see. It's kind of walking the fence right there. Like, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's a very interesting time we're in. Yes. <laughs> With multiple different things, like Russell Crowe being signed on for a Marvel movie. Yeah. He's going to be Thor uh, in Thor. Not going to be yeah, Thor. Yeah, no. No. Um, he could Maybe. Play, he could be Fat Thor. I could see him. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Uh, he's going to be in the Thor Love and Thunder, which is currently in production in Australia with the director Taika Watiti and Chris Hemsworth, Natalie Portman, Tessa Thompson, and, of course, Christian Bale that is coming on board. And who Crow will be playing has not been revealed as of the film's specific plot remains under wraps. We do know that Portman will be playing the mighty Thor taking over the mantle, and that's a storyline in the comic books yep. when Jane Foster uh, basically realizes or finds this new Thor power so that's very interesting but what what are your theories Mr. Comic Well Book? I think I think he could potentially be old Thor oh, which oh. is strongly in this storyline that they're going with um where you know he's no longer Thor but he's kind of 
almost taking on the sense of Odin, mm. but but he's like old, and he's and he's and I mean I think if you if you Russell Crowe'd be great. So you, you think like a maybe a flash forward scene or like messing with the quantum realm again? Yeah, I I, I think so, and and. Or another theory, maybe, maybe he's going to voice Beta Ray Bill. Mm. Beta Ray Bill, we know the fans have been wanting it, and, yeah, and Taiki's been hinting that he will, he is in the MCU, and that you know we could eventually see him. And with Natalie taking over as Thor, you know, with Jane taking over as Thor, it only makes sense that Beta Ray Bill would be coming into the picture. Um, so he could, maybe he's voicing Beta Ray Bill. I don't know. There's it, a couple of theories. Yeah, so. it would be very interesting, man. Uh, Obi-Wan. Yes. Yes. Get, get this, guys. The Obi-Wan Kenobi series. You guys know it's coming to Disney+. Plus. It's preparing to go into production already. Finally. Uh, it will begin this month. So, I mean, I'm guessing right around the corner. Uh, and, okay, we have some details about it now, which is really cool. We kind of knew, but now we know definitively. The story begins 10 years after the events of Revenge of the Sith. Duh. Which kind of makes sense. Where Kenobi faced his greatest defeat, the downfall and corruption of his best friend and Jedi apprentice, Anakin, who became Darth Vader. Yes. You guys know it. You love it. All right. Anyway, so the series also announced its full cast, and if you guys haven't seen this, oh my gosh, man, what a what a cast! Moses Ingram, Joel Edgerton, Bonnie Plaza, Kumali Nanjanji, Indira Varma, Rupert Friend, O'Shea Jackson Jr. Yes, Little Ice. Uh, Sun, <laughs> he's gonna kill me for that. Sun Kang, uh, Simon Kessel, and Benny Safdie. All are joining the series along with Ewan McGregor, who's obviously coming back as Obi-Wan, and of course, Christian Haydenson as Darth Vader. That's a fucking epic cast. That really is. I'm really glad they're putting all these notable people together, especially like I was not expecting Little Ice and freaking Joel Edgerson to be assigned onto this thing as well. Like, yeah. Those are some big names. Those are some big names. Now, we do know a couple of those names. They did portray the grandparents of a certain Luke Skywalker mm, that's a good point. in the, tr- the prequel trilogies. Yeah. I'm assuming they're going to be still playing those characters in this series because why would you bring them in if they're not going to play those characters again? I mean, it would be totally stupid to make them somebody else, right? So if that's true, bet we're going to at some point see Luke. Yeah. I I have to think Luke is going to pop up in this series, especially since he was at the end of The Mandalorian. We know he took, you know, Yogu or Grogu, I mean. So, like, he would have to be young Luke. Yeah, he would be. But we know Luke is going to be set up in these series somehow because we need to know what happened with fucking Grogu. Yeah. We know, I mean, so I don't know. Well, and it's very interesting, too, because I saw Screen Rant, or they. They teased a little something that there was possibly a Luke Skywalker and Grogu series maybe in the works. This is a rumor right now, so we don't know. But I was just like, oh, interesting. And that would be badass. Yeah, and I think they actually would bring back Mark Hamill because, I mean, the CGI wasn't bad. So, I mean, it makes sense. It wasn't. I mean, you know, and Sebastian Stan has already said no. Yeah. that's That seems to be everybody's choice, but he already said no. Yeah, would, you, know. you know, it so, happened. But more Star Wars news. Disney Plus released a trailer for Star Wars Bad Batch, which, of <laughs> course, debuts on May the 4th. And they said that there's going to be a 70-minute premiere episode. Damn, that's insane. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, because, I mean, going back to, like, the Clone Wars episodes, those were, like, 
22, 23 to 30 minutes long. So to debut it with a 70-minute episode, I'm wondering if this is going to be like an hour long each episode. So that's very interesting. And it's a badass trailer too. I mean, it picks up like right after basically the Clone Wars and in the midst of yeah. the Revenge of the Sith as well. So they're playing a lot with that storyline, which I'm super excited about because that's honestly one of my favorite storylines. I love primetime Anakin before Darth Vader. So I'm really excited about this series and how it's going to move forward. I'm just hoping these guys and Favreau and the people behind Obi-Wan and all that. Favreau, I know, is probably already like, you know, getting ready to elevate. But guys, fucking Marvel. Yeah. These series, they've taken the game and they've just put it like pretty much out of reach for anybody else trying. They're like fucking epic movies like if you guys haven't been checking out if wandavision was badass but if you haven't been checking out fucking falcon and the winter soldier it's unreal how these shows i mean it's like you're literally in a theater watching a movie in fact they're almost better than some of the movies like i mean so favreau and all that they're gonna have to up the game on these star wars series man to keep up with their own people what are you trying to say i feel like you're just like Team Marvel. I feel no, like no, the Mandalorian you know, now, ones. No, come on. You know I love Favreau. Favreau is a genius. But this is what they do. Favreau upped the game with the Mandalorian. Yeah. It was like, no, this is the shit now. Everybody's got to try to do it. And then Feige said, fuck yeah. Well, Boom. Yeah, it's like friendly and, competition. Yeah, and now so Favreau's like, fuck. All right. And so I'm waiting for the next yeah. Mandalorian. Because that's a game. Two epic geniuses yeah. who are in charge of these epic franchises who are going back and forth about who could do I could do better. And that's going to be only great for us fans. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Completely agree, man. Completely uh, agree. Hulu. Oh, yeah. They own Hulu, too. Uh, they revert, uh, released the first full trailer for the fourth season of The Handsmaid's Tale. Mm. Ooh. Looks intense. And announced a premiere date, finally, because it's been a while since it has. Uh, Yeah. April 28th. Everything's coming in April. Yeah, right. Uh, the upcoming fourth season will return to the series a leaner, tighter schedule. It's going back to 10 episodes. That's a good thing because yeah. I felt like it was lingering. Um, three of which will be available to stream at the launch, and then they're going to release weekly like they normally do. So yeah. there you go, guys. I'm, I'm pumped for it because, like I said, it seems like it's been forever. It was. It looked like it was heading the crown route where we have to wait you know, like, a gazillion years yeah. for it, but no. April 28th. That's good. That's good. And I feel like with the streamers, 10 episodes is basically what is expected. Like past that, I feel like it's like too much. I don't know. Because they're putting so much money into this. So it's true. It makes sense. It it's makes true. sense. Okay. Amanda Seafried has signed on to play uh, Theranos founder Elizabeth Holmes in the Hulu series, The Dropout. That's right. Uh, Amanda takes over the role from Kate McKinnon, who exited the project that we reported back in February. And you guys know this series tells the story of Holmes, the in, in crazy uh, Stanford dropout who founded uh, the, mescal, the medical testing startup, Thano, or Theranos, and she has lewd as a Steve Job in the tech generation, and once worth billions of dollars, the myth crumbled when it was revealed that none of the tech actually worked. We've talked about this one before. None of it worked. Yeah, so it's basically a shady story, but it's always interesting to like ride along and learn about it. Yeah, absolutely, and Naveen Andrews, uh, you guys know him, love him, uh, Lost, and a bunch of other great 
stuff. He's also signed on in the role of Sonny Balawani Holmes' business partner and secret boyfriend secret. throughout the thing. So that's that's great casting, it is. by the way. And this might not be the last you hear of this because maybe later on in the show I'll be talking about this a little bit more. Mm. Oh, interesting. Mm, I wonder why. <laughs> maybe because it is a true story. It is. Just saying. Uh, John Hamm. Oh, yeah. John Hamm. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg, Bill Hader, Nathan Fillion are all joining because I'm the Marvel guy. Modoc, uh, the stop motion animated series. You guys know about this. This is fantastic. John Hamm, uh, if you can't get Robert Downey Jr. right, John Hamm's going to play Iron Man, which is fucking awesome. Uh, Hader will take on two characters because that's what Bill Hader does. Exactly. Uh, the leader and Angar the Screamer. And Whoopi Goldberg is playing supervillain Poundcakes. Fillion is going to play Wonder Man. Interesting. Ooh, yeah, Wonder Man. Will we ever see him in the MCU live action? We don't know, but you're getting him in MODOK, which is pretty damn cool. Um, You guys know it's going to follow MODOK, the villain, uh, after his company AIM goes bankrupt, finds himself in the midst of a midlife crisis. The show is scheduled to release all 10 of its episodes on Hulu on May 21st, so breaking the rule. They right. Because they're normally like spread out over, but no. All 10 being released. Exactly. Very exciting stuff. And especially bringing more awareness to lesser known Marvel characters and villains. MODOK is just a big head. Yeah. Basically (laughs) flying around. So we'll see, man. We'll see how that goes. Pat Oswalt is playing him, though. So that's great. Hell yeah. yeah, It's going to be great. Uh, Christina Ocha has signed on as a major cast role of the ABC drama pilot Promised Land. Mm. The show is described as an epic generation-spanning drama with two Latinx families vying for wealth and power in California's Simona Valley. Now, Christina will play this. Uh, will star as Veronica Sandoval, uh, the eldest daughter of the Sandoval family, a wealthy vineyard-owning family in the Simona Valley. Veronica is a highly capable, capable heir of the heritage wines empire, uh, and her father Joe trusted number two. So she's like basically stepping in, stepping into the role. But her drive and ambition has left her in some glaring personal blind spots, and Veronica seemingly perfect life soons to start unraveling so that's very freaking crazy i mean oh. it's about wine so i know you're gonna watch hell it hell yeah uh maria Molano, Molinio, yeah uh, has also been starred to cast as a lead she's going to be playing camilla sandoval uh, the youngest daughter of the family her flirtatious pretty girl attitude makes a deeply flawed young woman who craves the achievements that her other siblings have but has no idea how to obtain them uh no expectations of anything from camilla but that makes her dangerous so she could fuck everything up Mm. yeah this one sounds like falcon crest to me if you're old like i am you remember the old uh soap opera falcon crest was very much about you know uh lorenzo llama starred in it It was about about this very very same thing wealthy rich family Mm -hmm. that with vineyards and like you know falcon interesting yeah so i don't know it sounds okay um but i will watch it because it's wine exactly (laughs) just i have to i have to Gil Bellows, this I'm excited about. Gil Bellows has been cast opposite Adrian Warren and Glenn Turman in ABC's limited series, Woman of the Movement. You guys know this one. The six-episode limited series is set in 1955. It's going to be the one that tells the story of Mamie Till Mobley, who obviously, you know, her son Emmett Till... If you guys don't know the story, what the fuck is wrong with you, yeah, first of all? Yeah, where have you been? Um, you know, probably one of the most iconic symbols in 
the you know you know the racial movement and 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 civil rights movement uh but anyway it's going to tell this it's going to center on Mamie not Emmett who risks her life to find justice after her son Emmett is brutally murdered in the south um like i said if you guys don't know that look it up you should know that shame on you um and so that's going to be really good bellows is going to play gerald chatham the southern born district attorney who fought to bring emmett till's killers to justice um so this is going to be really good i i I mean if you guys i i was kind of joking around but not joking around if you don't know the story of emmett till and what happened to him in mississippi and the kind of what went down look it up it is like huge history in the civil rights movement and and kind of like spawned on everything after that um with martin luther king and all kinds of stuff so look it up and then you're gonna see why i'm excited about this series yeah it's gonna be good i mean definitely needs to be known uh the lee daniels and karen gist project our kind of the people of people have been given a straight to series treatment at Fox Television. The show is the first new Fox drama ordered for this season. The drama takes place in an aspirational world of Oak Bluffs and Meredith Meredith Vineyard as a historical stronghold where the rich and powerful black elite have come to play for over 50 years. The series follows a protagonist, Angela Vaughn, a Ooh. strong-willed single mom, as the as it, she sets to reclaim her family's name and change the world with her revolutionary hair care line that highlights the innate natural beauty of black women oh i love it man i love it showing the diversity it's what we need right now yeah absolutely yeah and apparently they fox has also decided what they don't need right now yeah right uh, they've canceled bless the hearts the animated comedy from uh emily spivey that was starring Kristen wig and maya rudolph and, and a bunch of others well apparently it's done the yep. show premiered in the fall of 2019 2020 uh the half hour series which is currently in its second season if you didn't know revolves around the perpetually broke north carolina family described as forever struggling to make ends meet the remaining episodes of season two of bless the hearts will air through may and then it's out of and there. then it's gone bless their hearts man bless <laughs> their hearts well now heading over to warner media they have some faith in the system and everything opening back up they're feeling really confident about it because they opened godzilla versus kong in more theaters than tenant and wonder woman 1984 yeah and any other film that they've released during the pandemic now the film is screening right now in more than 3,000 locations in north america that surpasses the benchmark previously held by Christopher Nolan's tenant during all of the COVID stuff, which played in like 2,810 locations. On average, new releases like Tom and Jerry and Disney's Ryan the Last Dragon and uh, Nobody have been made available approximately around 1,500 to 2,500 screens. But I, like I said, they have real faith in Godzilla vs. Kong. It had a massive start overseas with a combined of uh, $121 million in ticket sales in 28 countries. Now, those figures mark the biggest opening sales for a Hollywood movie in international box office amid the pandemic. So they're feeling really good about it. They're excited for it to be opening up here this week. And I'm excited to see how it'll do because, like I said in the teaser, we're getting back to normal slowly Appa- but surely. Yeah, apparently it's off to a good start here 6.9 million on wednesday when it opened it added another seven something million so 13 something million almost 14 million in the first two days so it's on track for the five-day easter holiday weekend to crack well over 60 70 million dollars which would be by far the biggest opening of any movie during the pandemic um and then add that to the worldwide total you could see a 300 plus million 
you know, worldwide total by the end of this week, you know, so that would be huge. That's a really good sign for the theaters. Um, and kind of impressive for Godzilla and Kong considering you can watch it right now on HBO Max and not have to worry about going to the theater. So that's a good sign though, that even though it's available to watch at home on HBO Max, people are still going to the theaters to see it. Exactly. And good for them too, because they got so much heat because of the simultaneous delete uh, release like decision. So I'm happy that it's starting to pay off for them and they're actually getting that revenue back because there for a while we were like, ooh, Warner Brothers might be gone. Yeah, and and somebody that's really hoping that all these numbers are good and, and that it continues to do well because he wants a big blockbuster is the director Adam Wingard. Why? Because he's getting a lot of work because of this and he wants more work and apparently because of the success that Warner Brothers is seeing with Godzilla vs. Kong, he's been attached to helm the computer animated adaptation of Thundercats. That's right. Thundercats! Oh! Lion-O! You know Will is probably like flipping out right now. Um, He made it clear he's not interested in making a cat-style live-action movie. Thank God. He doesn't want to do that shit and what what i really like is he says he wants to take the cgi approach okay with the visuals that would embrace the 80s aesthetic of the original series but also take the top of the line cgi and do this like album of merger kind of like that's never been seen before type so that's awesome the guy's got big visions and he'll be allowed to do that if Kong vs. Godzilla makes a bunch of money, exactly. they'll give him a bunch of money for that one. And if you guys don't know, and you're not old like me, the original series ran from 85 to 89. God, even I was young back then. <laughs> uh, and then it kind of saw a little revival on Cartoon Network uh, recently in 2011 and in 2020 with Thundercats Roar. Yeah. So, you know, the younger generation knows who they are, too. So Definitely, yeah. definitely, man. And some exciting stuff. Well, now getting into some DC news. Some exciting things happening over yes. the The Rock revealed in an epic video this week that Black Adam will release July 29th of 2022. Mark your calendars, man. And Johnson can be heard saying in a booming voice, the hierarchy of power in the DC universe is about to change. Black Adam follows the storyline of the anti-hero of the same name, played by, obviously, The Rock. Uh, The character Black Adam first appeared in DC Comics in the 1940s as, obviously, a power-corrupt villain, but slowly became the anti-hero he is today in the early 2000s, known for uh, completely disregarding the rules and conventions. He's just basically the venom of the DC Universe. That is correct. That is correct. And this is very interesting because this plays into our next story that I'm about to tell you about because Shazam and Black Adam and all, they're in the Snyderverse, guys. Literally. They're in the Snyderverse. And the the hierarchy, the change of power, you know, the hierarchy of power about to change. He's calling out Superman. Dwayne Johnson has made that clear and Henry Cavill's Superman at that. So – this next story gets interesting because Warner Brothers announced that the long in development uh, adaptations of New Gods with Ava uh, uh, DuVernay and The Trench, remember that was going to be the spinoff from Aquaman with James Wan, they're not moving forward at the studio. They're, they, they're, they're boom, gone. Interesting. Not decision. doing it. So, and especially with the New Gods one because we just saw Dark Side. Dark Side, that's that whole world. The New Gods, Dark Side, Mother Box, all of that kind of stuff. Oh, so what are they saying? Do they? Thanks for showing us Dark Side finally, uh, Zach. But we're not doing these. We're not doing this spinoffs. Basically. We're not doing any of that. So that sucks. But hey, um, they did say that they might consider making them down the line. 
that's I don't believe them. That, but anyway, they did say that. And don't worry, don't worry. James is still working on Aquaman too, so he's not going anywhere. And Ava is developing, as we've told you about in the past shows, Naomi, the uh, superhero show for the CW. So they're both staying in the DC universe. They're just not making the movies they wanted to. Yes, <laughs> yes. And of course, this is partially what I was teasing in the teaser. Uh, mm-hmm. Warner Brothers announced that the upcoming Mortal Kombat film has been delayed just by one week, so don't get too crazy. Uh, the action <laughs> film uh, was scheduled for the 16th of April. Now it's coming out the 23rd. Of course, it's going to premiere both simultaneously on HBO Max and theatrical. Yes. And they just want to make sure that Godzilla gets as much money as it can as it's before its next blockbuster comes out, which makes sense. And Mortal Kombat, I'm so freaking excited about this. Just the fucking uh, the fight scenes and the graphics and the animation and just uh, it's going to be badass. I'm so pumped about this one. I was more excited about Mortal Kombat than Godzilla versus Kong. So I mean, it's going to be great. Like you know, there's going to be a shit ton of fatalities. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> See? See? Yeah. We're gamers. It's all good. Hey, we'll also be there for you always, and a lot sooner than you think. That's right. Or who's excited? The HBO. This guy is. I'm He's so like excited. HBO Max announced that the Friends reunion special is officially starting to film. This week yeah. coming up, it's like starting. They're filming it. They're actually doing it. The Gang's all coming back. All six of the original friends are all coming back this week to get this thing done. Finally. Finally. Yes. Jennifer Aniston, Courtney Cox, Lisa Kudrow, Matt LeBlanc, Matthew Perry, and David Schwimmer all back on board to do this. Um, premiere date hasn't been set for it yet, but the fact that it's filming this coming week would suggest that it's probably going to come out sometime next month in May, which would make it almost in a, a year exactly since they intended to air it right. May 27th of 2020. So, and by the way, that's when HBO Max launched. Yeah. Yeah. Go figure, right? So, but that's good news because even though it's a year late and everybody wanted it a year ago, we're still getting it. They're filming it. Boom. So yes. next month, maybe? Oh, maybe? I, I really hope we'll so. See. Much anticipated. I'm just interested to see if, are they going to be in the apartment or the coffee house? Because both th- of those two locations yeah. are iconic. I think it's Central Perk. I could see I, I think, but I could be wrong. And I only say that because that set is still set up on the Warner Brothers yeah, lot. it's for, iconic. For, yeah, so I don't know. It's iconic. Uh, writer and director Barry Jenkins and his partners in Pastel have come and set up shop with HBO and HBO Max under the first look deal that calls for a 24 executive to executive produce all the projects from the trio. Jenkins and the pastel partners Adele Romanski and Mark Kleck have previously been under a first look deal with Amazon Studios. Now, under this new two-year deal allows for A24 to work with Pastel outside of the HBO oh. and HBO Max first look umbrella as well. So I love when they have clauses like that when yeah. you can still work in different places and for different people, but it's like, hey, this is home. This is where you lay your head at night. Yeah, so. which is why they left Amazon because Amazon does not does do that. Not they do want that. <laughs> you to be only be in their family, period. Yes. So that makes sense. Um, head of the class. You gave this one to me because I'm old enough to remember the original. Facts. It's, it's fine. Fine. Head of the class reboot has been given a 10-episode series order from HBO Max. That's right. It's officially moving forward. Um, as you guys know, the series centers on a group of overachieving high school students who meet their greatest challenge, a teacher, Alicia Adams, who wants them to focus less on grades and more on experiencing life. Mm. Yeah, yeah. 
just like the first one. <laughs> it's going to star Isabella Gomez, as well as Jorge Diaz, Jolie Huang, Rappaport, Gavin Lewis, Dior Gujan, uh, Brandon Severs, Adrian Matthews, Escolana, and Kathy Bell Hall, plus guest star Christian Miller. Mm. Now, if you guys don't remember, because you're not old like me, the original Head of the Class aired on ABC for five seasons from 1986 through 1991 and was, like I just said, similar in storyline about a group of academically high-performing students um, in New York City that were shepherded by their substitute history teacher, Charlie Moore, who was played by Howard Hessman. Mm. Now, you remember Howard Hessman because he was the weed-loving DJ on WKRP in Cincinnati. Yeah. And he was basically that as this teacher and he wanted them to experience life yes not saying he was like dj crazy you know dr fever but like he he was probably smoking some weed probably that's all i'm saying you know and that show i don't know whether this show will but that show spawned a shit ton of huge people dan schneider brian robbins who went on to create the whole fucking smallville cw massive universe dan schneider obviously created every fucking show possible on um uh nickelodeon i carly drake and john like everything on fucking nickelodeon robin givens was on that show one girl sarah i think i can't remember last became an actual fucking princess like everybody off that show Damn. was like fucking huge they blew up into huge stardom so Will the reboot? Right. We don't like, know. That's a lot to live up to. It really is. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. One was an actual princess. I'm just saying. Just saying. She married a fucking prince. Good luck. Good luck. Uh, Colin Firth will play Michael Peterson in a series adaptation of The Staircase, which has been ordered two series by HBO Max. The streamer has ordered eight episodes of the limited series, which is based on the docuseries of the same name and the various books and reports yes. on the Peterson case. Now, Peterson was accused of murdering his wife, Kathleen, back in 2001. He claims she died after falling down the stairs at the home, but the police expect that foul play was involved and he could have staged the scene so it's going to be very freaking interesting we all everybody loves murder porn so everybody's gonna jump on this bandwagon i'm i'm excited though everybody loves a little yeah everybody loves murder porn that's what it's called that's what it's called i mean you know all the id stuff no it's true it's true i'm that's a t-shirt somewhere it is somebody's wearing that exactly hey if you're not into murder porn, maybe you're into love. Maybe. What's love got to do with it? Well, I'm about to tell you. <laughs> Warner Media announced the week that Tina, the documentary about Tina Turner, obviously, reached a total audience of 1.1 million viewers across the linear and streaming, making it the best showing yet by a documentary on HBO Max. Even out doing the Bee Gees one. And the Bee Gees one was fucking was fantastic. So I have to watch Tina because I'm down. I love Tina. Fucking man. What's love got to do with it? I know. I've been wanting to. I've been wanting to watch that one, but I just keep scrolling past it. Yeah. Have you watched that movie? Which one? Uh, About? What's love got to nope. do? Oh, my. Oh. Angela Bassett and fucking Lawrence Fishburne. Get in the car, anime. Get in the car. I mean, like. <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne was a bad motherfucker as, as Ike Turner. Yeah. Bam! I mean, but Tina didn't take no shit. No Angela shit. Bassett didn't take no. You got to watch that movie, though. But anyway, back to the documentary, which is like a really awesome. Um, the Tina Turner portrait, which features a new interview with the singer in her home in Switzerland. Oh, that's awesome. 
Uh, uh, let's see, and uh, looks back at her career, which, duh, uses a dazzling collection of archival footage spanning more than the six decades. The epic tale stretches from her teenage days as anime, rising to stardom alongside that wife beater Ike, uh, through the grueling years when he abused, manipulated, raped her, beat the shit out of her, everything, um, and then broke free with What's Love Got to Do With It in the solo album in the 1980s. So, um, watch it. And then if you haven't watched What's Love Got to Do With It, watch it. Watch that. Man, oh, man. <laughs> I know that was a lot, but I love that movie. It's great. There you go. Well, the Station Eleven series is currently in the works at HBO Max. Not Station 19. No, 11. No. <laughs> it's rounding out its cast, Lori Petty and Dendel Zotto, and has been cast as series regulars, while Annie McQueen, David Cross, Enrico Calotti, and uh, Julian Adrors uh, will also occur. Oh. And they have previously announced cast members like Mackenzie Davis, Himish Paddle, uh, David Wilmot, and so many others. And the series is described as a post-apocalyptic saga spanning multiple timelines. It tells a story of survivors of the devastating flu as they attempt to rebuild and reimagine the world anew while holding on to the best of what has been lost. So now... Is that what's happening? Is I, it, I, I, I think so. It's kind of what it feels like. It is. It's kind of exactly what it feels like. Okay, so are you Flash fans? Yeah, yeah of yeah. course. Well, we've had Barry's uh, young protege, right? Iris's uh, kid brother, right? Wally West, right? So we've had Kid Flash. Well, then we had XS, Iris and Barry's daughter, right? XS, because that was – but that's not all. It's that's not. not enough. We've got more. They've got another kid. And he's coming too. That's right. Jordan Fisher has joined the cast of The Flash in a recurring guest role as Bart Allen, a.k.a. Impulse. Yes. So that's going to be awesome. Now you guys know Bart is the future son of Barry and Iris, as I just said, and XS's brother, uh, if you didn't figure it out already. And he's the fastest teenager on the planet. Uh. However, due to his penchant for wildly impulsive behavior... Impulse, that's why he's called Impulse. (laughs) (laughs) Barry and Iris will have their hands full trying to teach him patience, which will be a necessity if they want him to succeed, not only as a family unit, but also in stopping the biggest threat to the Flash yet. Yes, Fisher's first appearance will be in the series' 150th episode, which is the 17th episode of season 7. So there you go. Mark your calendars, guys. Yeah, I'm excited, though. All kidding aside, I love the excess storyline, and I, I'm a fan of Impulse in the comic books. So yeah. I think this is going to be good. Yeah, I think so, too. And another thing that I think is going to be good, sugar and spice and everything nice, <laughs> Donald Faison, who is Turk on Scrubs, a.k.a. He's going to be playing the professor in the Powerpuff Girls yes. live-action remake, which is... Of course, very interesting. Of course, he joins the previously announced stars Chloe Bennett, Dove Cameron, and Yana Peralt, and so many others. We're so super excited. And they also announced that there's going to be a Mojo Jojo. Yeah, because you can't have fucking Powerpuff Girls without Mojo Mojo. No. I mean, you can't do it. It's true. It's true. Well, it's actually going to be Mojo's son. And as a kid, he was nerdy, power hungry, and insecure, but he was obsessed with the Powerpuff Girls. And as an adult, uh, Jojo finds himself, finds him like mixed feelings about it. It's either sweetness or rage in constant battle. And he's going to be played by Nicholas Palmdi. 
Pondini. So that's going to be very fun and very interesting because they're bringing all these old characters with some new. I'm going to watch it just because of Chloe Bennett. I just want to see what it's like. Like, I liked the Powerpuff Girls cartoon. I thought that was pretty awesome, pretty bad. And I was totally against this live action thing. But then Chloe Bennett. Yeah. So I'm going to watch it no matter what just to see, like, whether that's good or not. There you go. Just saying. And I'm not going to make the same mistake I made with Superman and Lois. Yeah. I'm not going to write We're it not off yet. Judge it I'm not going to judge gonna... it. It's Chloe Bennett. We'll see. We'll yeah, see. we'll see. All right. Now, another one that's moving forward there, the All-American. It's a pretty big hit on uh, CW, right? Well, it's spinoff All-American Homecoming. We told you about that a couple weeks ago. It's moving forward, and it's lining up some people. They've added more cast members. Peyton Alex Smith, Kelly Jenneret, Corey Hart, Sylvester Powell, Nita Walker, and Camilla Hyde. They've all joined the previously announced lead, Jeffrey Maya. Now, as you guys know, if you don't remember us telling you, the spinoff takes place against the backdrop of HBCU, and we'll see Maya reprise her role as Simone, Simone Hicks. It follows a young tennis hopeful from Beverly Hills and an elite baseball player from Chicago as they contend with the high stakes of college sports while also navigating the highs and lows of sexiness of mm. unsupervised early adulthood in prestigious historically black colleges Mm. very interesting there's so many interesting different dynamic storylines that are coming out in all these shows it's very awesome to see and i mean it's new it's relatively new yeah and all americans doing really well so i'm guessing this is going to do really well also exactly exactly well talking about another reboot the 4400 reboot has cast joseph david jones and kalia johnson in the reboot ordered by the cw back in february we told you about it and of course it's overlooked overvalued or otherwise marginalized people who have vanished without a trace thanos got him the snap that's right that's what it was 4400 that was just thanos yeah <laughs> but yeah, man, it's going to be very interesting. They're adding new cast members, and I wouldn't be surprised if this one goes off really quick. I'm just saying. Yeah, because the first one, I mean, while it was okay out of the gate, it kind of faded fast. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, we'll see. Yeah, we'll we'll see. see. Hey, we're jumping ship now. We're going from the bunny, and we're heading over to the eye, Viacom CBS. But we're staying with reboots. Yes. And yet another one. I don't know why, but here it is anyway. Anthony Ramos is in talks to star in the upcoming Transformers sequel for Paramount. Now, the plot's being kept under wraps as the studio continues to search for the female lead to star opposite him. Paramount's been looking, as you guys know, because we've been talking about this for the last several weeks, to expand the Transformers franchise. The studio recently announced new standalone movies which aren't connected to the Michael Bay movies or the Bumblebee spinoff. Is this one? We don't know. Viacom <laughs> so, CBS is going completely Warner yeah, Brothers like yeah, with DC. We, yeah, like, we don't know. Is this like – so we'll find out. Um, the fact that they're calling it a sequel maybe still right, involved like with where? the Bumblebee and Michael Bay movies. Maybe not. We'll keep – I just don't understand. I know. I liked the franchise the way it was. I'm okay with the Bumblebee reboot and then take it from the beginning and lead up to – the Shia LaBeouf movies. Yeah. That would be cool. All this other shit, I don't know what you're doing. I Just don't know what's stop. happening. Just I don't know what's stop. happening. But we love Anthony Ramos. Fucking, he's we great. Do. In the Heights is about to come out. Yeah. And, and, of course, Hamilton. So be sure to check him out in that. Yes. And now we're talking about the biggest thing that CBS linear television has right now. <laughs> Young Sheldon. And it has been renewed for three more seasons. Uh, that means that the Big Bang Theory prequel series will air until at least 20 
2024. That's crazy because it debuted back in 2017. And uh, its fourth season is currently airing at the moment. Fifth season will debut during the 2021-2022 broadcast television season. Now, that's a bold move by the eye because the real question is, will broadcast television be around for three more years? That's the great question. I mean, that show, will Young Sheldon just jump to the fucking Paramount Plus? Because, I mean, I get it, three-year deal, but we don't even know at this point. Yeah, I have no idea. That's a risky bet right there. Um, CBS officially handed out the series order. You, we talked about it. It was rumored. Will it? Will it? Well, it's official. They handed out an official order. CSI is coming back, y'all. Yep. CSI with the original people, and they're calling it CSI Vegas. Now, it's going to be a sequel series, but as I said, William Peterson and Horia Fox as Gil Grissom and Sarah are coming back. Okay. Yes, that's true. Now, you're, I know what you're thinking. Where's but where's the redhead? No, she's on All Rise now. Yeah. You know, Mark Hellenberger's on All Rise now. She's not coming. Which she back. might come back because fucking All Rise might hey, not make don't, it. <laughs> don't say it. <laughs> All Rise better be coming back. CBS, don't you even play? <laughs> uh, but anyway, William Peterson and Jorge Fox, they weren't doing anything, so they're coming back. The series opens a brand new chapter in Las Vegas, the city where it all began, facing an existential threat that could bring down the crime lab. A brilliant new team of forensic investigators must welcome back old friends and deploy new techniques to preserve and serve justice in Sin City. Whoa. Now, along with Peterson and Fox, the new series will also star Paula Newsom, Matt Laria, Mel Rodriguez, and Mandeep Dion. The show will debut in the 2021-2022 broadcast season. So that's, like, coming up. Yeah, that's about to happen. So, boom! Wow, they're getting on that quick then. So the rumors of them filming must have been true. Yeah. Because remember we said somebody saw that they were like already filming and it hadn't even been greenlit yet. But apparently that was true. Ha All right. Interesting stuff, man. Interesting stuff. Well, Ghost, a single camera comedy series about a struggling young couple who inherit a haunted house, have been giving a series order at CBS. The series stars Rose McLiver and Yurkish Abdukar. Oh. Brandon Scott Jones. Richie Moriarty, Asher Grudman, Rebecca Wyskowski, and so much more. We don't know any plot details yet, but Ghost, I mean, you know, who doesn't want to live in a fucking haunted house every once in a while? That's so, right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Now, in 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 a you know show that nobody wants, but CBS thinks you do, yes, you here do. we go. <laughs> Comedian Pete Holmes will star as an aspiring Midwestern professional bowler. Yeah, that's very oh, interesting. The premise. multi-camera pilot revolves around Tom Smallwood, a Michigan man who is laid off from General Motors Automotive Plant and decides to pursue his dream of becoming a professional bowler. Boring. Is this guy? Yeah, is this going to be interesting? Like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. But boring. I, I, let's try not to write it off, but. I'll probably like watch the first episode to see how Boring. it is. But yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, Clark Peters is joining Showtime's upcoming drama, The Man Who Fell to Earth. Peter joins the cast as a series regular alongside stars like Naomi Harris, Jimmy Simpson, and so many more. The show, which recently moved from Paramount Plus to Showtime, will start production in London later this spring uh, for a 2022 debut. Now it's based. Based on the Walter Tevis novel and the iconic 1976 film that we told you about last week starring David Bowie. That's right. So it's going to be very interesting, man. It's going to be very interesting. Can the people, can they step into Bowie's shoes? That's the real question. No. No. But <laughs> we'll see. I, that's not saying it won't be good. We, we just don't know. Yeah. Now, what we do know is where the mouse leads, 
everyone else follows. So we're jumping to NBC Universal, and because Disneyland is reopening, Disney World is reopened, everything's all good, right? They're making plans to do well. Universal is too, damn it. That's right. Universal Studios Hollywood has set an April 16th reopening date and will be limited to California residents, just like Disneyland, <laughs> um, uh, for the time being. The decision follows adjusted guidelines from the state officials uh, that allowed theme parks and ballparks and everything to open as of April 1st. Um, the theme park will begin selling tickets online April 8th, and visiting groups cannot be larger than 10 people across a maximum of three households. Most of the rides will be operational, said the company on its site, although some rides and attractions will reopen at a later date. Uh, past members can visit on complimentary bonus days between April 15th and May 16th, and those pass holders will be able to use their passes regularly starting May 17th. There we go. So just, like I said, wherever the mouse leads, everybody else follows. Exactly. So Universal Studios Hollywood, they're opening. Exactly. Uh, fun stuff, man. Fun stuff. Slowly but surely, getting back to normal. Yeah. Man, Jordan Pill is on top of all the relevant racial shit that is happening in today's climate it's true of course of course he's building a whole new film it's so super exciting and he's bringing on steven ewan to star in the next film he's like fucking on top of the world right now he's like the hit guy right now right? Uh, the premise and genre are being kept well under wrap but of course it's probably going to be a thriller i'd be surprised (laughs) if it was not some freaky ass storyline because that's what he does that's what he does and of course uh we talked about this before kiki palmer and daniel kula uh are attached to this thing as well. Pill is writing and directing the movie, which is expected to debut on July 22nd of 2022. Now, the project falls under the company's five-year deal that he has with Universal, so it makes sense. This would be his third film that he's made with Universal. Yes, and and it's going to be a huge hit. I yes. have no doubt. Absolutely no doubt. Dun-dun! You know what was a huge hit? And I had no doubt about this either. I was so fucking excited for this because everybody knows I'm a huge Law & Order fan. You would have my my old answering machine. Don't don't have the whole thing. You fuck it. You've heard the story. You know. Well, it had huge ratings. Stabler's return was huge. Chris Maloney's return to the Law & Order franchise paid off big uh, for both his new show, Law & Order Organized Crime, and Law and Order SVU because they did the crossover. SVU with the reunion of Elliot Stabler and Olivia Benson drew 1.6 rating amongst adults 18 to 49, 7.63 million total viewers. That's the best first day performance for the show since the season 18 premiere back in 2016, y'all. Nearly all of that audience stuck around for Law and Order Organized Crime, which posted 1.5 in the key demographic and 7.56 million viewers. That's the best series debut of the season so far. Yeah. In 18 to 49. So, bam, people wanted it. People got it. Yeah, man. It was really good. I was honestly surprised, especially, I think they're going to end up together. I know that's been a rumor for years and years and years, but I feel like they were hinting at that, especially in the organized crime episode. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, they've always kind of like been, but not, but. Been, but not, you know, it's there, but they won't act on it kind of a thing. And speaking of organized crime, right, you probably saw a bunch of people in that show. It's like, okay, you know Olivia, you know Stabler, who the fuck are all the rest of these people, right? Well, now we know. And by the way, can I just say I loved the fucking Mafia storyline. I thought it was absolutely fucking brilliant. Um, Yeah, I, I I was loving it. Dylan McDermott, damn. I know. That was so good. But now we know all who the other people are, too. 
Nikki Torshia, Michelle Rivera, and uh, Ibram Reno, right? You saw them all. They're all in there for recurring roles opposite Christopher Maloney and Dylan McDermott. Well, Tamara Taylor and Daniela Monet Truitt are in the spinoff series. Torshia will play Eli Stabler, the son of Maloney's Elliot Stabler. Rivera will play Detective Diego Morales, who we saw. And Reno will play Isaac Beckner. So all made an appearance in the first show. We're going to get to know them a little bit better. They're all going to be recurring stars. So um, it's going to be awesome. I'm I agree. excited for this thing, I agree. Man. And Elliot's still doing some shady shit. Yeah, well, you can't stop him. Yeah. He's I mean, Elliot. He is. I mean, it's super funny. Now, this next one I'm not, I'm not excited about. And I know a couple people who will not be watching the next season of The Voice. Ariana Grande is joining season 21 of The Voice in the upcoming season in the fall. Uh, she is taking Nick Jonas's place. So, yeah, that sucks. In my opinion, there's no rock people. There's, I mean, there's not. I feel like you need a person for each genre. So, you know. Yeah. It, I don't. Eh. It's country. And then, like, yeah. Country, pop, pop, country. Like, that. that's what it's going to be. It sucks. It's unfortunate, and I feel like, yeah. I bet you don't see as many rock artists, like, try out. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like Ariana. I don't either. I send the hate mail. Yeah, I don't care. You, you know. know. Just, I just don't. I mean, I think that's a bad decision. Just keep Nick. Agreed. That's all I'm saying. NBC has confirmed this week that the Superstore spinoff, more bad news, Bo and Cheyenne not moving forward. Nope, not going to happen. Bo and Cheyenne would have seen the couple balancing their big dreams with the harsh realities of being a blue-collar family in America. But apparently NBC doesn't think you want to see that. Nope. Nope, not happening. Oh, man. But NBC has given a series order to the drama Ordinary Joe. And the store, or the show is originally picked up to pilot uh, last pilot season. But it was held until this year due to production shutdown because of COVID. The series does explore three parallel lives of the show's main characters after, or of the main character after he makes a pivotal choice at a crossroads in life. So it's like, if you went this way, what would have happened? If you went this way, what would have happened? So that's going to be very interesting because we all think that in our own lives. So. Exactly. And I love James Walk. I'm a huge yeah. fan. So he, he's great uh hey you want to know two people that were in the room where it happens because both of these people were definitely in the room where it happens michelle obama and lynn manuel miranda are set to appear on nbc's roll up your sleeves vaccination special which is set to air april 18th Ooh, the special is designed to educate audiences on the importance of getting vaccinated and will also feature matthew mcconaughey all right all right all right he's gonna be interviewing I know. Wait. I know. Matthew McConaughey will be interviewing Dr. Fauci. (laughs) Comedy acts, real life stories, and heartwarming surprises. All right, all right, all right. Did you finish his book? No. I'm almost finished with the book. I'm balancing two books right now at the same time. Which is a very inter because the two books I'm balancing are very different, very different <laughs> with Matthew McConaughey's and then Untethered Soul. Like you talk about a wild ride every night with a couple of glasses of wine. I'm just saying like, um, that's going to be interesting, though. <laughs> Dazed and confused is basically what I am when I'm doing it, but Literally, it's fantastic. So funny. <laughs> 
But some exciting news. I'm just still, I'm still trying to. Matthew McConaughey is going to interview Doubt. I know Fauci. it's wild. I can't wait to see it happen. I mean, if he is going to run for governor of Texas, he should be able to interview people. He should. He should. Uh, but it's some exciting news for Sony. Sony's Pictures Entertainment is looking to have employees begin returning to the lot in Culver City, California, beginning June 1st, with the goal towards being fully up to speed by the lot uh, for Labor Day. Active television and film productions have been back in action on the studio lot for some months now and there are currently seven tv productions on the lot and bullet train just wrapped that one with uh brad pitt and, and i believe sandra, sandra bullock. bullock yeah so and like everybody else <laughs> exactly exciting stuff man exciting stuff now what will happen with all that exciting stuff that's going on that they need all their employees back they're probably gonna get delayed <laughs> why do i say that because everything is this is sony Facts. the release of venom let there be carnage has been delayed go figure one week but only one week from september 17th to september 24th the sequel which stars tom hardy was most recently pushed to september from june where it was supposed to be the late september release date will ensure the film has ample space between other big names like james gunn's suicide squad which is on august 6th and dennis viola's long-awaited dune on october 1st so again like we you had talked about they're spacing things to try to ensure that they get box office success yeah but it's still a delay yeah those aren't the only ones because we're talking uncharted as well starring tom holland has been delayed yet again this time the movie been been pushed back uh, a week from february 18th um from February 11th to February 18th, and which is crazy because this one's been moved around a lot, as well as the Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. The apocalyptic film has been scheduled for uh, November 24th, and it was previously supposed to be in September, so... Crazy, man. Crazy. But they still have uh, big plans, hoping that uh, Shang-Chi will still be on track. So. Yes. Yes. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Now, Entertainment One. We've been. It seems like they've been sliding into the news a they lot have. lately, you know? A lot of big things going on for them. Well, they've got some more. Constance Wu. You know her, you love her, fresh off the boat, has uh, struck a first-look deal with E1. The actress is launching a production venture and has tapped uh, Justine Jones as vice president of development, and she will work alongside Jones to develop, produce, script series for E1. Yeah. So that's kind of badass. I agree. Like, man. I mean, way to go. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. MGM and Selena Hayek has joined the House of Gucci, the feature film from MGM and Scott Free Productions, and it's in production at the moment. She is an all it's an all-star cast, freaking with Lady Gaga, Adam Driver, Al Pacino, Jeremy Irons, Jared Leto, and Jack Hudson. And with Ridley Scott aboard to direct. Yes. Wildly. Yeah, I mean, that's a huge cast, guys. Yeah, and seriously. It's going to be big. Uh, Jumping to Lionsgate. The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard is moving up its release date. Not delaying. Moving up. Woohoo, Lionsgate. Uh, from August 20th of this year to June 16th. So that's a big jump. A couple months earlier. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. Fantastic. Agreed. Uh, Dan Stevens has been cast in the Star Series 
Gaslit, which will tell the story of the Watergate scandal. Stevens will star as John Dean, described as a hotshot upstart. Dean is a young White House counsel, uh, torn between his ambition and his struggle with whether he can protect the president. Now, Army Hammer had previously been cast as Dean, but we all know how that's going out. He also just pulled out of a Broadway show. Yeah. So, not surprised. <laughs> no. No. No, no, no. Hey, are you a fan of American Gods? Sorry. The series adaptation is um, not going to return for a fourth season. Stars is open for potential event series or movie to wrap up the loose ends, but the network said the decision to cancel was made due to low viewership. Um, apparently, it declined 65% from the show's first season to its third season. So, Not surprised, yeah, man. No, not no. surprised. Now, the interesting thing is, heading over to Netflix, they are still paying a shit ton of money. They are paying around $450 million for the rights of Knives Out 2 and Knives Out 3. That is insane. Like, yeah, the billion. first one was like super successful, but damn, you think like the sequels are going to be that successful? I mean, oh. will they be on Netflix or will they be in theaters? That's the question. Yeah. Like I don't even know, but when you make a movie for 40 million and it makes over 300 million, I mean, I can see why they're doing it, but uh and they're already starting to film. What the fuck? Oh, uh, uh, Knives Out 2 is going to begin filming in June. Uh, the shoot scheduled to begin in Greece, and then casting for the film is going on to start in the very near future. So, hey, good for that, right? Yeah, right. Okay, you know I'm pumped about this one. Finally, finally, Dennis Haysbert, you're in good hands with Allstate guy, <laughs> you know. Uh, God, he plays God. If you didn't miss it, at the end of the cut of season five of Lucifer, God showed up, okay? Well, they've announced that the last eight episodes, or as they call it, season five, part B, okay, they finally announced that the last eight episodes are going to be dropping on May 28th, which mm. is not very long. Not. The first half of the season dropped way back in August, as you guys know. They wrapped production on their sixth and final season this week, and I was sad because they were all posting about it, but, uh, you know, hey, I'm super excited we finally get the back half of season five and i can't wait for season six and i hate that it's going away I'm yeah man it's it. crazy it's crazy and a lot of people are upset about this next one but if you read the actual source material you would know this was happening netflix and shondaland announced on friday that reggie jean page's character <laughs> will not be appearing in the second season of bridgerton now this is by no surprise because if you read the more than the first book he's not in it so it's true it makes sense, man. It makes sense. The actor knew about it. Shonda knew about it. The world just did not. So yes. It's okay. Yeah. No, it's fine. It's fine. Hey, Rachel Lee Cook, who's like Netflix's golden girl at this point. I don't know why, but she is. She's going to star in the Netflix original film, A Tourist Guide to Love. The film's based on an original idea by Cook with Irene Donahue set to write the screenplay in the film after an unexpected breakup. A travel executive accepts an assignment to go undercover and learn about the tourist forest industry in vietnam oh damn along the way she finds adventure and romance with her vietnamese expat tour guide when they decide to hijack the tour bus in order to explore life and love of the beaten path mm. what yeah right so it's like speed but in vietnam and it's a comedy yeah what interesting okay all right all right uh just days after who killed sarah premiered on netflix the streamer announced that the show is officially renewed for the second season and not canceled uh it's 
officially launched, or the second season will launch, May 19th. Who Killed Sarah follows Alex Guzman, who, after 18 years of incarceration, finally sets out to get revenge on the family he feels is responsible for the death of his sister, Sarah. Uh, Though through present-day storytelling and flashbacks to the time around the teenager's death, more and more secrets of Lacrazzo's family get uncovered. But Alex finds out for himself more emotionally involved now than he perhaps originally thought he would be. So there's a lot of dark stuff happening. Murder porn. That's why I got season two, I guess. Yeah, right? Right? They wanted more. Hey! Jumping to Amazon, Tony Hale, you love him, Veep, everybody loves him. Uh, Tony Hale, Aaliyah Shakwa, and Jake Lacey have joined the cast of Amazon Studios' upcoming film, Being the Ricardos. Now, we talked about this on the show a couple of weeks ago. Nicole Kidman and Javier Bardem are going to play uh, Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz. And J.K. Simmons and Nina Arreanda are playing the I Love Lucy co-stars, William Frawley and Vivian Vance. So that's going to be awesome. This is the one by Aaron Sorkin, and everybody's kind of like, eh, but I think it's going to be epic. I agree. So good casting. I good agree. casting. Well, Sarah Michelle Geller is set to star in a young adult comedy, Hot Pink, which has been ordered to pilot at Amazon. The show is loosely inspired by uh, Elena K. Arnold's book, What Girls Are Made Of. And in the book, Sugar Nina Fey uh, was raised to believe that there was no such thing as unconditional love, meaning she will do anything for her boyfriend to prove her worthiness. But when she breaks up with her, uh, but when he breaks up with her, Nina is lost and sets out to find what the conditions of love really are. Mm. Yeah. Anything. See, that's what happens when you're willing to do anything. Yeah, it's deep. Oh. Mm. Jack Rayner has been cast in a lead role of the Amazon series adaptation of the William Gibson novel, The Peripheral. Mm. Raynor will star as Burton. He joins previously announced cast members Chloe Grace Moritz and Gary Carr, with Moritz set to play Flynn and Carr set to play Wolf. In the novel, Burton is Flynn's brother and a U.S. Marine Corps veteran who served in the Heptic Recon Unit. Mm, Interesting, man. Interesting. Well, Amazon's biggest thing out right now is Coming to America, the sequel. Which is very interesting because heard mixed reviews about it. But yeah. the long-awaited sequel uh, apparently is the most streamed title in the U.S. the week of its premiere. According to the Nelson's data, the movie, which released on March 4th on Amazon Prime Video, drew 1.413 billion minutes of total viewing for the week of March 1st through the 7th. Uh, among U.S. viewers, per Nelson's SOVD uh, content ratings estimates African American viewers accounted for 40% of the film's audience, according to the media wow. measurement firm. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. That is huge. Yeah. I mean, whoo. So without that audience, how, how does it do? Exactly. That's interesting. That's really interesting. Uh, okay, jumping to Apple. Nate Mann, because this one's big at Apple. It just keeps adding people every week. Nate Mann has joined the cast of Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg's upcoming Apple TV series, Masters of the Air. He joins an ensemble cast that we've told you about already. That includes previously announced Anthony Boyle, Austin Butler, and Callum Turner. And, of course, we've said, follows the true story of American bomber boys in World War II who brought the war to Hitler's doorstep. Mm. Mann is going to star as Major Rosie Rosenthal. So that's going to be badass. Yeah, I mean, right? Yeah, I mean, phew. 
Anything those two to do together is great. And anything, yeah, especially when it's about World War II. Yeah. Like Band of Brothers, every, fucking everything. It's just awesome. Exactly. Eugenio Debrez, uh, upcoming Apple comedy series Acapulco, uh, has been added or has added four more new cast members Richard Sherman, uh, Sherpard, not Sherman, uh, now on board to direct the <laughs> pilot, Enrique Arizon, uh, Damien Alcazar, and Camilla Perez are all set to star along Derbez in the half-hour series. And it follows a young Mexican man's dream to have his dream come true when he gets a job of the lifetime at the hottest resort in Acapulco. Oh. And he will soon realize that the job is far from comp- or is far from complicated and that he will or it's more complicated than he ever would have imagined. So, and his morals are going to be questioned, and the show takes place in the 1980s, which, I mean, is exciting because a lot of people like to go back to the 80s. I don't know why. Uh, hell yeah. Now, you know, I know why, because the creator behind this show is a, it loves the 80s, and we know this because we've talked to him, we've interviewed him, and he's awesome. It's Austin Winsberg. Mm. This is an Austin Winsberg show, guys. Is this like the backup plan in case Zoe's doesn't, you know, but don't say that. Zoe's is Coming back, goddamn! It's too good not to. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, so yeah, that's pretty awesome, and we know he loves the eighties. Yeah, so does Mandy Moore. So I mean, like, you, you know, know makes people. sense. Makes sense. Old people. Oh man. Well, now it's time for the top five segment, guys. Old We're people. so what? super excited about it. Oh man, this week it is top five crime documentaries, which is a very interesting choice. I mean, it made me go back and like Google crime documentaries, but. My number five, my number five goes to The Keepers on Netflix. If you guys haven't watched this thing, oh man, it's a dark rabbit hole to go down. It's basically about this, um, what's it called when this Catholic nun school, basically, where freaking the priest of the school is raping girls, and then Mm. down the line, he killed one of the most beloved nuns, and they were trying to figure it out. That's twisted. It's very twisted. That is twisted. Yeah. I know. So talk about twisted. This is a dark top five. It's a dark <laughs> top five. I mean, it's 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 dark. I, we can't help it. Number five for me. I love you. Now die. The Commonwealth vs. Michelle Carter. Do you guys remember this? This is about the girlfriend who basically convinced her boyfriend to commit suicide. Like like he killed himself by turning on the car and like you know inhaling all the fumes and everything. And she like was put on trial for, for, for killing him because she basically on the phone with him said, I do, I love you, I, you know, and he was trying to kill himself. And instead of trying to talk him out of it, and like she encouraged him to do it, and yeah. he did. So what the? Fuck? That was a crazy story. That was man. a crazy story. So that's my number five. I love you now. Die. The Commonwealth versus Michelle Carter. What oh, the fuck? Jesus man. Christ. Uh, my number four goes to Team Foxcatcher. This one's on Netflix as well. Basically about this rich guy who brought in all these pro college wrestling stars who basically made his estate like a campus for wrestling stars and for them to train and do all this stuff well he had like a little attraction basically to the wrestlers would basically provide anything they wanted and like to watch them Mm. and weird things like that but once like one of the wrestlers didn't like pursue or 
completely he denied his advances the guy went crazy and completely like he killed a guy and ran around the estate with a gun and the police had to come it was crazy like, yeah people yeah. just go wild it's a twisted documentary and they made a twisted movie out of it too it's steve carell and channing tatum yeah yeah carell was the like coach and you know tatum was the red it was weird yeah it was very weird that's a good one uh now we're back to what i said at the top of the show when we were talking in our industry news my number four is the inventor out for blood in silicon valley this is the one about the thermosis chick who claimed she had this uh, all this tech that would cure everything and she became a billionaire and was badass and it was all full of shit and didn't work and and you guys know the story when we talked about it but there's an actual documentary about it and it's called like i said the inventor out for blood in silicon valley it's an epic documentary before you watch the the hulu series that's about to be done on it watch this and then you'll be all set to go yes man it's wild it's absolutely wild there's a lot of crazy things out there uh number three for me is murder on middle beach this is a relatively new one i just watched it on hbo max and it's basically it's a college assignment um where this kid it films a documentary about his mother's murder Mm. And he interviews his own family members, like, because there was this weird, like, I forget what they called it, like, gifting tables. Oh. Gifting tables, like, system, basically, where, like, his mom got caught up with the wrong people and possibly his aunt had motive, his dad had motive because they were divorced. And it was a lot of crazy things. And, like, kudos to him for having the courage and the self-esteem to do this documentary himself he was narrating it he was interviewing his family members he was doing all this crazy shit like i even found him on instagram and thought about asking him to come on the show but it felt like that'd be kind of a dark topic (laughs) it would be dark that would be very dark Woo! All right, speaking of a weird guy and just weird shit, my number three is The Jinx, The Life and Deaths of Robert Durst. Now, if you guys aren't familiar with Robert Durst, I am because he was hiding out in New Orleans for like ever, but this guy was accused of killing his first wife, okay? Stood trial, got away with it, got found not guilty or whatever. Then his second wife mysteriously dies, okay? He's charged with that murder. And then the woman that he's with while he's been charged with the death of his second wife mysteriously dies. Like, like but, uh, this is a really weird dude. And he's been on trial for like all these murders forever. Now he's like old as fuck. But it, it, just watch this documentary and you're going to be like, what the hell is going on with this guy? By the way, if he did do it, okay, if you get away with the first one and found not guilty, why the fuck do you go and kill your second wife, bro? Like, what are you doing? Like, strange. It was, the guy is yeah. really weird. Yeah. A lot of this shit is really weird. <laughs> uh, number two for me is Soaked in Bleach. I'm sure a lot of people have seen this one. It's about the Kurt Cobain murder and basically where Courtney Love hires a private investigator. And by the end of it, the private investigator was like, bitch, you might have done something shady. So that's why I will always say Courtney Love had him killed. So yeah, Soaked in Bleach. If you're a Nirvana fan, if you're a conspiracy theorist, it's definitely the one to watch. I think she did it. Too. I think she did it. Allegedly. 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 We don't want to like piss anybody off. Um, my number two is Untouchable. Mm. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. It's the fucking Harvey douchebag Weinstein story about who he thought was 
I'm untouchable. I can do whatever I want. Well, guess what, Harvey? Not true. And I hope you're getting touched plenty in fucking prison, you right. bastard douchebag. That's all I'm saying about it. That's my number two. It's a scary, creepy, fucking weird documentary that goes into some shit that's fucked up every which way from Sunday. But, um... Yeah. Well, and it's crazy, too, because there's, like, interviews with reporters who have had, like, altercations with him that yeah. around a million of other reporters that never got reported on because yeah. he was one of the most powerful people in Hollywood it, at the it, time. It's insane. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a disturbing documentary. It That's is. all I'm going to say, disturbing. It is. Well, my number one goes to Cocaine Cowboys Part 1 and 2. Of course, everybody knows I love the gangster shit. Well, this one has to deal a lot with flying cocaine into Miami and dealing a lot with Rosetta Blanco. And the first one is a lot with that. And now the after a guy in California watched the first documentary, he actually met Rosetta Blanco and inspired the Vince for the second documentary because go. he was freaking in cahoots with her and selling drugs for her and actually having sex with her in prison. It was it's wild, guys. It's a wild story. <laughs> like it's it's insane. It's absolutely insane. Cocaine Cowboys, if you haven't seen it, definitely watch it. I'm going to watch it. I yeah. haven't seen it and that sounds like I I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. Okay, my number one, it kind of came out at the same time that the movie with Lily Collins and Zac Efron came out. Okay, it was done by the same person. The director of that film was also the guy behind this documentary. Um, I'm talking about Confessions with a Killer, the Ted Bundy tapes. Y'all. Shit's wild. Hearing him talk about them is creepy as shit. Yeah. This guy just... I don't even know how to do it. He's just living in a world where he just did not do anything wrong and he's just like the greatest guy ever and he was a great husband. And like, I, hearing him talk as so cold and so just like, oh, yeah, and then I did this and I did that. and But I'm really only confessing because I wanted this or I wanted that. You know, it's still kind of denying it, but very. It's the creepiest shit ever. And the fascination from the female audience. This guy would literally flirt with females while on trial and in the courtroom. It's really freaking weird. Yeah. It's like just people loved him, still love him. And like it, it's freaking creepy, y'all. Yeah. And uh, yeah, watch this documentary and then watch the film with Zac Efron and Lily Collins because it was creepy as fuck, too. Yeah. Zac Efron was a great Ted Bundy. Right. I don't know what that <laughs> says, but he was a great Ted Bundy. Well, I mean, I don't know what it says about us. 90% of our documentaries were like murder documentaries. I mean, you Murder know. porn, man. Murder, murder porn. porn. It was crime documentaries, but we went full in. Yeah, we full went in. Just, like, it's wild. Do you have a... Top five or top one murder documentary or crime documentary. We want to know. Be sure to leave it in the comments and the podcast comment section or the YouTube channel. Or be sure to message us on social media. We love the fan interaction. Now, heading over to the box office recap. <laughs> I'm just wondering what mind frame Jason was in. I know, when right? When he came up with this one. Like, <laughs> I went, bad day, bro? Like, what? Huh? Yeah, what was happening? <laughs> Man, uh, box office recap. Number one was Nobody. And it got $6.7 million at the box office. Better call Saul. Better. I mean, he's kicking ass. I know. It's basically his version of John Wick, it looked like. Yeah. Well, it'll be stomped next week. Yeah, yeah, definitely. (laughs) Uh, Number two was Ryan the Last Dragon. Pulled in $3.5 million. Number... Or number two was Raya. Number three was Tom and Jerry with two point five million. Number four was Chaos Walking with one point two, and number five was The Courier with one million exactly. 
There you go. Uh, new movies that came out and or are coming out. Godzilla vs. Kong. already seen it. And there's no definitive winner. I'm just saying. There's, they said there was. No. But there, apparently there's, there's not. There's not. Um, the Unholy. Yes, with uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah. Uh, Shiva Baby. Uh, Assault on VA33. Every Breath You Take. Every Breath You Take. 80s. Yeah, man. Police. Yeah. Sting. Uh, movies you can still go see. <laughs> the Crude's A New Age. The Marksman. Boogie, Minari, and Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah. Great stuff, man. Great stuff. Now, heading over to the IMDb Pro Top Trending segment, which we should basically just rename the Superhero segment. That's right. You love it. You shower with it. Everybody does. Everybody it's does. Fine. It's great. It's great. It smells like Old Spice. Uh, the Top Trending movie is still Zack Snyder's The Justice League. Yes. Makes sense. Which apparently, again, released another new version. There's Wild. the colored version, the black and white version, and now the colored version with the full Joker scene that we didn't get in the other way. Where, yeah, so goodness gracious, man! <laughs> There's so much. There's so much, and of course, the top turning TV show. It's going to be there until it goes off. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and with that being said, the top turning star is Wyatt Russell, and that which cracks me up because he's a top trending star because everybody fucking hates him. Yeah. They're li- that poor guy. A lot of they don't hate do Wyatt like Russell. It. They hate the new Captain America. Yeah. They hate that he's not Chris Evans. So this poor guy is getting the brunt of the whole thing. <laughs> like in the show well, yeah. and in real life. Yeah, like, yeah. Like it's so like uh, he's not supposed to be fucking Chris Evans in the show or in real life. I mean just – It's so funny, man. It's so funny. <laughs> well, thank you guys for getting a little crazy with us on episode 156. It's – Awesome to have you here with us, and thank you for tuning in. Be sure to follow the company and podcast on social media at ItCaf Podcast and at Crazy Ant Media. Be sure to follow us both personally on social media. Myself, JLo Fantastic, and Crazy Ant Guy nineteen seventy. That's my stomach. Oh man! Uh, be sure to subscribe to this podcast anywhere you listen to your podcast. Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio. You can watch us on YouTube. And basically anywhere you watch us or listen to us, you can find us. It's great, guys. It's great. Be sure to head over to our website, www.crazyantmedia.com, where you can start rocking the latest and greatest Crazy Ant Media gear. You can donate to our Patreon page, and you can head over to podcastmagazine.com and vote for us for the Top 50 podcast because we want to get back there man but it was a great show it was a great show honestly of course friends friends is like damn near number one thing i enjoyed talking about because i'm so happy that's finally happening a year in the making a year paused basically because of this shit uh obi-wan obi-wan fucking finally and bad batch i honestly wasn't expecting a lot from bad batch but it looks bad ass so there, there you go. Yeah, of course, all, all the DC stuff, right? Like Black Adam, the, the whole trailer was like, I loved that. Uh, fucking badass. Uh, you know, release date and all that. And of course, the Star Wars stuff, like you said. Oh, I'm super pumped about that. The the Flash. Uh, uh, Impulse coming for, yeah, for the Flash. Cool. Really excited about that one. And duh, Law and Order. I was so freaking pumped about it, and it delivered. It it's paid good. off. It was as it's good really as good. It, they, they build it to be. And uh, super fantastic. And yeah, yeah. Um. You know, I think I think we did really good on this Good Friday because I'm like starving. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I need some food, man. This is what happens when you don't eat I've them before the show. I've kind of gone delirious towards the end of the show, and I don't care. It's fine. I'm it's just fine. Really you know, we have a McAllister's gift card if you ever want to come. The one and only Oprah. Oprah!